0: For coming out, I know it's a little snowy, and you know we just got a little bit of snow. Yeah, come on, Kate. No, she told me to call you out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we are so well, we're so glad you guys are here and joining with us tonight, and um, we're gonna go ahead and get into worship here in just a second. But if you guys don't mind, we're gonna pray over you first, and. I've been listening to this new book. Um, we just came through a series of books, and they're by um, Lynn Austin, and they're absolutely incredible. And they really have just brought the Old Testament to life. It kind of goes through the story of Daniel as the high priest when the um, when the when Jerusalem was taken over and the temple fell, and then this journey through these characters' lives, and all of them are biblical characters, right? A lot of them are, and then there's a lot of um, I guess, what do you call that? Liberties taken, right? And they create dialogue and it's just incredible books. But anyways, it goes through the whole building of the temple again and then the second round of people being able to be released. Um, it goes through the 13th of Adar, but on this, in this book, it's the perspective of the civilians, right? So instead of what Esther's doing and from the, from that like kingdom approach, it's more what are the civilians having to go through and what their daily life was like and how they fought for their freedom. And it was really, it's a really incredible story. And then they, they make their journey right to Jerusalem. And then we go into the next book and it's about Nehemiah and him rebuilding the walls. And we just came out of that, right? And then I started this book called When Jesus Wept. And it's the story following Jesus' growth and everything through um, John, the ba- John the Baptist uh, and baptizing him, right? And then his kind of growing in power and everything. But it's from the eyes of Lazarus. And I just thought it was such a cool perspective. I don't really know. I haven't known a lot about Lazarus before. To be totally honest, Um, you know, he's a character that we know Jesus brought to life—not a character, but a person, right? But in my mind, that's how I thought of him: was just a character that Jesus brought to life. Like I didn't think about who he was or what he was doing. And so this book has been really interesting because it brings it to life. And he has conversations with Jesus in this book about being the vineyard, like being owning a vineyard, right? And what it takes to um, to grow vines and to make good grapes, what goes into the grapes, and how they're cared for, and, and then it goes into, um, what is, what's required to make the wine, right, and then he goes into talking about how he's the wine dresser, or how he's the vine keeper, and he's telling Nehemiah, or he's telling, I'm sorry, Lazarus about this, and they're having this dialogue, and one of the things that really struck out is that in this dialogue, he's talking about, he's, he asks Lazarus, he says, so when you go through your rows, and he's acting as if he doesn't know anything about this, right? He's like, I'm just a carpenter, and these are just fishermen. So tell us about what you do. And he says, do you, when you go through these rows, do you pour the water directly on the plant? And um, Lazarus' response is, well, no, actually, I pour the water just a little outside of it, and the idea is for the gro- the roots to grow deeper and just work for it because the vine, like a, a grapevine, the harder the, the harder the, um, what do you call that? The environment that they're grown in, the sweeter the grapes. And he keeps talking about that, about you stress the environment in order to produce the best quality of grapes. And this is why Lazarus has such amazing grapes and he produces this amazing wine is because, of the way the environment that his are grown and how and Jesus starts relating it back to him and some of the life experiences that he's going through and stuff and it just was really heavy on my heart tonight that if you guys are going through hardships if you're feeling like everything is just a little bit out there like you're reaching and you're growing and it's you see things but they're just a little bit further than what you can actually tangibly grab that maybe that is God, right? We're to trust God as the as the vine dresser. And maybe that's God asking you to trust Him a little bit more, right? With a little bit more faith. And how much sweeter that fruit is. How much better, uh, how much more growth we have, right? As a person. And so, I just really felt that heavy on my heart that, Lord, I just pray over each of the women here tonight, God, that when they feel like their situations and their circumstances are just a little too big, and that they're having to reach just a little too far and they just can't break through that wall God that you just give them peace that only you can provide that peace that truly surpasses all understanding and that they have that opportunity to grow their trust grow their faith grow their character grow their um their endurance Lord and that you just strengthen all of those things inside of them and that they just know that your word has every answer that they are searching for that they're seeking for every single question that they have every their mind wanders, that there is an answer for you, that you just ask and he'll provide it, God. So we just thank you for being the vine dresser. We trust you in their process. And God, we just thank you for that greater tapestry that you're building, that right now that we only see a very small portion of God, but that we get something even greater and even bigger and just that robust flavor that comes from each of us because we are the chosen, because we are called by Jesus, by God as his child. So we thank you for that, in Jesus' name.
1: So I'm sitting in the back there. My hands are ice cold, and all I can think about right now is sitting around around a campfire during the summer, and the music and that thought just made me take a deep breath and I feel like that is what God is wanting us to do tonight is just take a deep breath in and relax for tonight so I hope you all are able to take that deep breath in and just relax tonight so everybody turn around say hi to somebody and take a seat and we'll get started. she's like, what do we do? Well, if you don't know me, my name is Lindsay. I'm part of the women's ministry team. Um, so tonight we have Elise and Shelby and Katie <laughs> coming on up. <laughs> um, so when I first started coming to this church, I came out of a church where Um, I didn't, you didn't read the Bible. It was read to you and it wasn't something you studied. I remember going to youth conferences and I don't even remember if I took my Bible or not. It wasn't something that we opened. So, um, when I started coming here, I had to learn a lot and it was pretty intimidating at first. Um, but just coming to service, I would sign up for some of the classes that the church offered and go to Bible studies, and I learned a lot. And I learned there's a lot of different ways that you can study out of your Bible. And I've learned from each one of these women in different seasons of my life. Um, I've studied the Bible differently in every season of my life. Well, since I started coming here. Um, But... Just know that God has made each one of you unique and different. And how we learn is not going to be the same from somebody else. But you don't want to limit yourself to that and not listen to other people and learn from a different perspective. Because I may read one thing one way, and I'll call Shelby up, and she'll be like, Oh no, I got this out of this. And it just opens up, I don't want to say a can of worms, but like she and I go on rabbit trails and we just like dive right in and Mm -hmm. it really brings the Bible to life, which I think is pretty awesome. So anyway, these women have a lot of knowledge and a lot to share. So I hope that you all learned something good tonight. Thank you,
2: Lindsay.
3: Yeah, I think that was really kind of our, our heart for this evening. Like Lindsay said, when we kind of compare and contrast. Hey, I was really, I was reading this this week and this is what I was learning and I dug into this word study and, this, and she's like, oh man, that, that reminds me I read this last week, you know, and so that was really kind of our heart behind kind of coming up with this month's topic of what to kind of talk and teach on was because, you know, coming into the new year, and off the fast, and people have been seeking God for different things, or maybe you made, like, a New Year's resolution for the year to really kind of um, grow in your prayer life or in your walk or anything like that or your studies. You know, we wanted to be able to kind of share, like she said, and put some tools in everybody's hand kind of with what we've all learned and read and all that kind of stuff. So you guys have anything you want to kick off and start with or? No, nothing, nothing in particular. Okay, we will just go right in. Well, I, I, I am very much a note taker. I am the nerd of the group, self-professed, happy to claim it. You do have a book. So you've seen my bookshelf at my house and the stack of books next to my end of the couch, though. Um, so when. Um, and the, the old church that we used to attend, I, you know, was really, like, on fire for the word, like, really young in my faith. And I swear, I attended every single book study that I was ever invited to and cover to cover, finished it, filled in every blank, like, highlighted, color-coded, like, everything. And that was really good for me in a season, but like Lindsay said, I've grown and kind of how my... Bible study habits have changed over the years. Um, And I did go through my bookshelf and (laughs) write down all of the different book studies and things that I'd done over the years. So, and I know there is lots of other women in our church that are little bookworms too. I know Christy has done a ton of book studies, Lauren Deaver, between all of us, there's kind of a, a wealth of knowledge for different topic studies, different books of the Bible, that sort of thing. Um, So yeah, I currently, the way I study, I I like a lot of podcasts, like sermon podcasts from all kinds of different churches, because I can download them on my phone and then hook into my car speakers, and so when I'm driving to work, I can listen to the sermon, or if I'm serving in the nursery one week and I don't get to hear our message here at church, then I can catch up on that and then I oh, oh man that's really good I got to write that down I got to remember that so then I can go rewind it when I get home and sit down with my Bible and my notebooks and and color code and and highlight and and really dig into things that way so that's kind of the way I study currently um, I like a lot of well of course our teachings here um, Fresh Life Church in um, Montana, that pastor Levi Lesko, he did some different sermon series where he he would break down books of the Bible, um, and just go, you know, just in that chapter, that book. So like he did a study through Philippians. He did a study through Habakkuk that like in Habakkuk, there's a kind of a poem in the end of Habakkuk. And it's like, God, even though there's no cows in the field, there's no grapes on the vine, like, still, I will wait on you, I will worship. And their worship team put Habakkuk, like, to music, and it, like, it wrecked me. Like, I'll go look it up and find it still and, like, just listen to that little verse put to music because worship is a really big part of studying your Bible, too, and prayer, and that's not something that I was ever taught. I don't know... Were you guys ever taught how to study your Bible?
4: I just kind of figured it out. Um, for me, I didn't really know how to do anything until I got to this church. So <laughs> here I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, they um, so for me, what I started learning was through Rick Renner. He's one of my favorite Bible teachers, and his books are all basically just a word study. Mm-hmm teaching is how it goes. And so um, I brought my nerd Berks here. Uh, <laughs> I don't read all of these, but, you know. <laughs> Actually, I couldn't read until I was in, like, seventh grade because I was so dyslexic. I couldn't read at all. And so... Didn't know that honey. Yeah, I'm, like, healed of dyslexia, so that's fun. <laughs> but, so I always... <laughs> It's true. It's a true, it's it's a true life. It's a true life. Anyway, I have a lot of knowledge on all weird stuff. So. Anyway, dyslexia being one of them. I could read through red and green, but I couldn't read white. I don't know. Anyway, blood of Jesus on me. I mean, thank um, God you weren't like colorblind too on top of it. <laughs> i tell you what, girl. Sorry. Blind, deaf, the whole thing. And then I came here and I was healed. Full- no, That's just- <laughs> <laughs> true. Anyway, this is serious studying. Um, so I always start studying in the King James. The way that I study is pretty basic. I just ask the Lord, like, what am I supposed to study? And then I study that. Basically, so I've been in, I've been studying the Old Testament prophets for a couple, probably a year or so, year and a half, and um, it's just kind of my interest at the time. I started into just studying what the prophets said and what, like, how they would prophesy differently and why they prophesy differently and their backgrounds, just kind of stuff like, like that, that interested me, um... But you know, I've i that's just basically how I decide what to study mm-hmm. and then I study King James so that I can use my concordance and I don't know, do you want me to do the whole I
3: don't have a concordance and I don't know how to use one, so oh, if okay. you can elaborate on that at all, that would be fantastic. Yeah. So the old testament is Translated
4: from Hebrew, the New Testament is translated from Greek. So when you get into your Bible, say you go to, you know, Nehemiah, and there's this portion about the wall, obviously it's Nehemiah. Why did I choose that word? Any word in here. So, uh, you can look up in your concordance that, oh, less. So also, I was a weightlifter, so this shouldn't be that bad. <laughs> Uh, But it is. Um, So then you would look up wall in your concordance and it would have all of the verses that the word wall is in. So you look up wall in here and you would go to Nehemiah, whatever the chapter verse that you're in. So see how it says Mm -hmm. Nehemiah. It's how this doesn't say wall, but you know. So it says basically like, thank you. (laughs) I can do this for real. So it's got, you know, Acts and it's got um, Habakkuk, Malachi, Amos. So then it has a number correlated with that word. So say, so this is violent. Is that what that says? Okay, and uh, so these are all the words. This is all the places in the Bible that violent is in there. And so if you want to look up violent in case you're feeling a little weird today, Amos <laughs> has violence in it and so does Luke and Acts. So then you would look up in Acts. So Acts is in the New Testament. So its number is 970. So you would go to 970 in the Greek, because it's New Testament, Mm -hmm. and then it would give you the definition of that particular word. So when you're hearing, like I know Pastor Lynette does it often where she goes, well, I decided to look that word up when she's preaching. That's that's basically what you're doing, right? Okay. Not to, like, this is how she does this, but Please. she has good job security, so I'll tell you how she does No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks so much, love. In that regard, Google's just been my friend. See, and that's awesome. And then there's an app called the Blue Letter Bible Okay. that you can read through your Bible, find a word in there, look it just straight across, look it up, and it will tell you everything about that word, what it means, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty legitimate it also shows you say you get a word like pathways or something like that and you want to look up kind of like a prophetic study on it you can look up pathways and then you can find other verses that that word is in and get a better context of that word through that if Mm -hmm. you'd like um the other cheat is the uh amplified bible Mm -hmm. it kind of shows The words, when you read it out, how it has all the different words. Have you ever read through the Amplified, anybody? Mm -mm. It kind of has all of those words already in there, so it has the description of each word. Pretty much in there. So it's it's going to be similar. But I like to go all the way back. And then I also like to use this Bible. It's a chronological Bible. Mm -hmm. So like when you have 1 Kings, 1 and 2 Samuel, 2 Kings, all that. It puts them into chronological order. So you can read the books as if they are right on top of each other so I super like that but this is these are just from Rick Renner these are his study guides that basically what he does is he breaks down the words like that and will show you context and meaning and it just comes so much more alive for me when I do it Mm -hmm. that way but that's that's how I study I'm not necessarily a note taker like you there's I'm not a Colored highlighter. Have you seen my Trapper? I love of it. A <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. And I'm not
3: a drawer in my Bible. Are you a drawer? Oh my gosh. Like I'll, a color a picture person? Yeah, like I'll have to find some and like flash them at you because I do. I draw I in a pre-kid life. Look I at was, how cute. In a pre-kid life, I was definitely, I colored and painted and drew. And Aww. someday I swear that I will, like Fruits of the Spirit, like you can find it because it's really bright. Where is that? But yeah, all of my oh, there's notes and colors and there's anchors and there's stamps and seals and just things that I've kind of had visions of, kind of when I'm writing and taking notes in my Bible. Okay, do you? Do, I have a actual Bible journaling Bible that my husband got me, but I ha, I'm, I think I'm kind of like saving it until I get like. <laughs> everything that I want to put in it and make it just really pretty. And then this is like my study and always old faithful there. So Miss Trudy, when Larry and Trudy attended Mm -hmm, here, mm -hmm. I remember attending some of those early Bible studies with Trudy and Trudy had the most beautiful Bible in that you could tell she'd had it. I want to say since like her and Larry got married and it was so well worn from every page and every highlighter. And she had little things kind of tucked in her Bible. And I always thought that she just had the most beautiful Bible. And I was like, I want to have a Bible like Trudy someday that's just, like, well-loved and well-read. So that's kind of this one for me. Nice. Yeah. Those heirloom things like we talked about last month. <laughs> How do you study, Elise? What are you working okay. on?
5: I'm um, So it's... It's kind of this year is a whole new thing for me. Um but mostly the church that I really got established in um, years ago was a Calvary Chapel. And so it was like we literally studied, like, book by book, verse by verse. And so that was amazing to, like, just cut my teeth in the Bible there because um, I was a new mom and a whole situation there. Um, and so been through the Bible, we did it in a three-year span, but that's been years ago. And so I kind of just have been like, you know, kind of how Katie like talked about just like through the leading of like, okay, God, where do you have me? Um, and I was finding I'm not reading a lot of the Bible. I'd bounce around from place to place. i really like to start a book and finish it, and I wouldn't. Um, and then, like, December 31st, I kept seeing, like, read the Bible, read the Bible, any year. And I'm like, oh my God, who has time for that? Like, <laughs> forgive me, Lord, for saying that. But, um, and Candace Cameron-Burray, of all people, I'll have it on Instagram, and she's like, do you guys want to read the Bible with me this year? Download the Bible, or, you know, go to the Bible recap, and she has the podcast and tells you how to do it, and has the plan. Um, and I was thinking, And that's like a lot of reading every day to get through the whole Bible in a year. And so I jumped on, I've been doing it, and it has been amazing. So mm-hmm. I know sometimes it's like, I really want to sit in the Word and I want to soak it in and I want to hear from God, like, what do you have for me? But honestly, sometimes if I feel like I don't have the time to give to that, I won't do it at all. And so if it means I have to read three or four um, chapters of Job today, then I'm going to do it um, because I want to hear from God somehow. And so... What's really great, she does it in a chronological order. Um, there's the whole uh, plan in the Bible um, in the Bible app, or you can get the book. You can follow it online, and then each day after you do the reading, she has a little commentary as well. And so, what I love is it gives me the opportunity to read that, digest it, listen to her commentary, and the one thing she always says, because you could read, especially in the Old Testament, so much and be like, "Who is this God?" He is not loving. He is not, you know, you can really find some places where you start to question who he is. And so taking the moment to ask where, she calls it a God shot. Where's God shot today? Where do I see God in this book? Um, and it really helps me to evaluate, like, this is where God is. And I can see one verse out of these four books of Job when his friends are complaining and saying awful things. <laughs> There's truth in there. There's goodness in there. Um, so that's the journey I'm on right now, um, simply because I feel like if there's something you want to commit to, and whether it's like, I'm not doing this perfect, but at least I'm doing it, mm-hmm. at least it's something to do. So um, if you guys are interested, totally look up the Bible Recap. I'll post that as well, because um, she's got a few short little podcasts to learn more about it, and you can hop in at any point mm-hmm. But. It's been really good. Just good refresher. Like, I feel like if we're to share anything, we need to know God's Word. And it's really easy to cherry-pick. I am really good at cherry-picking places (laughs) in the Bible I want to go and learn. So I feel like we need to know His whole Word, because it is all His Word. Yeah. Yeah. I like that
3: a lot. Yeah, the cherry-picking thing. I've been very guilty of that in the past, too. And I know, like when I very first started reading, like, oh, I'm just going to read it cover to cover. Well, that doesn't always make sense, but you know, you get through Genesis and Exodus, and by the time you get to Leviticus, you're just like, oh my gosh, you're overwhelmed, and now there's all these laws, and there's like 613 laws, and like they reiterate it over and over and over. you're like, yeah, we've read this before. Like, why are we saying this again, Moses? Like, the people have heard it. Like, but clearly they weren't getting it if you go back through. There's a reason. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, earlier this year when um, Pastor Darren was teaching on the, the fall, the fall feast. I was I think it was the Day of Atonement, and I was looking for a podcast to listen to on my way to work, and I found one from the Bible Project, and the Bible Project was doing Torah um, they started January 1st of last year, working their way from Genesis 1, all the way through to the end of Deuteronomy, before Joshua, and I just happened to pick it up in Leviticus of all places, but it sucked me in because they really dove into the word studies and went back. And the the one scholar with the Bible Project, he was talking about how the Hebrew writers of the Bible, how they they formulated, how they wrote it. In that Genesis and Deuteronomy mirror each other, and then um, Numbers and Leviticus. In the in the middle there, they are their own little sandwich of stories, and they relay over and over again the patterns within the Old Testament between um, Adam and Eve and their fall, and kind of the flood narrative and um, the Cain and Abel story. So through all the generations, these patterns keep repeating and i'd never seen that before and it just sucked me in and i totally geeked out with it and the word studies were amazing to me too um one that i found that i really liked actually was um and i just was listening to it there's rabbi jason sobel he does a lot of word studies and there's a lot of people on social media now that are doing like hebrew word studies I find really interesting. Well, one was um, in Genesis where God is talking about placing the stars in the heavens for, and the word in most New King James is for the seasons, for the times and seasons. But that word is actually in, as it was used in the Hebrew Bible, um, I believe it's Moed, which is the same as is used in Leviticus for the times and seasons that God established for his people with those feasts. So he placed the sun and moon and stars to be able to count the months and the years and the seasons when we're to have those same feasts. And I never saw like the word correlation there. So I need to get a concordance, obviously, so I can see all the places that they pop up like that. So that's super cool. I like that a lot. Um, Do you guys have a favorite like book of the Bible or a favorite like book study that you've done that I feel like I get halfway through certain ones and they were good for a time and I got what I needed out of it and then it gets relegated to my side of the couch table and it stays there
4: I'm not a very good like book study like not in the Bible book study Mm -hmm. person I really I like read it the day that the meeting is (laughs)
3: And then I show up, and I'm like, yeah, I read it. (laughs) Which part are we on? (laughs) I I used to be really good about filling in all the blanks, like I said, but...
4: Yeah. No, I'm kind of... I just realized maybe I'm like a little hot mess Express. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Um, I like, exactly, hey girl Uh, So if I can study, y'all can study (laughs) Um, But I like to, one of the things that I do like to do is um, So the fivefold, like what we were talking about the, The teacher, the evangelist, the pastor The prophet and the apostle um, I like, thank you. <laughs> um, I like to find certain people who kind of carry those anointings and listen to them like once a one podcast a day for the five days of the week. So I do like, uh, a prophet, a more prophetic message that I like to listen to is like a Chris Fallaton, something like that. Um, you know, for a pastor You can get a great pastor and Bill Johnson, or um, if you want somebody who's, you know, like a Stephen Furtick, he's a great pastor. Mm -hmm. You want a teacher, I go with Rick Renner, generally speaking. Or there's a really cool guy named Dan McCollum. I've been listening to him a lot. He's a very prophetic man. Mm -hmm. Um, Evangelism, I like Todd White type Mm -hmm. ministry. And then for apostles, we have an apostle here. Mm -hmm. So I listen to him a lot. But, um, you know, just trying to find those of the fivefold, because they are the ones that train up the saints. And so I'd like to sit under all five graces so that I know kind of what I'm doing. And... So that's kind of how I... That's how I do podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily how I... But, I mean, obviously, if there's something in there that I listen to and I'm like, Oh, man, this... I should study this out more. I want to know about this. Mm-hmm. Then I'll do... I'll do a word study on what I listen to there mm-hmm. as well. But that's that's kind of a cool way to not just... You know... Um, get the word in but figure out kind of what your giftings are and what man this really interests me man i would really like to know more about evangelism or or prophecy or um you know oh, i really like how he teaches or you know there's a what's her name i'm trying to think of her name but she's super super like honey sweet mama type and whenever i'm like Trash bagged. I go and listen to her. <laughs> she, she'll heal you right up. I'll think of who she is in a minute here, but that's, I, just kind of finding like, you know, giving myself enough grace too, to realize what season I'm in and knowing like, oh, I really would like to listen to more prophecy or man, I'd really like to study something and learn from a teacher, but knowing like, if I really need something, I can go and listen to to this pastor, and they'll heal your heart up, you know. And just kind of finding those people too to listen to to be like, all right, yeah, okay, we're on the right track, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, like, you guys talk a lot about podcasts. Has it just been trial and error finding the podcasts, or like, I'm just thinking about like with? if you're kind
2: of, I mean, I've been a Christian for years, but I mm-hmm. still feel like a baby sometimes trying. To well, and you don't want to listen to like heresy. Right, and then, right. Like, it and then realized, maybe
4: that wasn't. Right mhm: Yeah. Curious. I just kind of, honestly, when I was like, I really didn't want to listen to heresy, <laughs> so I was a little nervous, just kind of like what you're saying, but I would go in the bookstore and the books that our pastors give to us, whoever wrote them, I would look them up. Because I'm like, well, if they're going to feed it to me, it's probably safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a thing. So, you know, I would go through there and, and just look at, and there's books by Chris Peloton and Bill Johnson and all, and then you'll find, oh, you know, this person, I trust that I've listened to his podcast enough that he's solid or whatever. Mm-hmm. If he mentions somebody, I'll listen to him, but I always do kind of listen like this first. And then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe you're legit. <laughs> but I do, I always, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, You're I'm sus. With it, and I'm sus. that's am sus on everyone. Who are you? Sus,
3: Suspect. Suspicious. I have a middle schooler. I'm trying to be cool guys. <laughs> I feel like I need a copy of the Urban Dictionary on top of my concordance anymore with teenagers. Do not study the Urban
4: Dictionary. You will need to <laughs> no, this do this so not. fast. Do not.
3: Life. No, there's no blast. I'm like, what Kirstie, are
5: you staying right now?
4: <laughs> Kirstie will Google some stuff. It's uh-huh. funny. Anyway, we're not talking about that. So yeah.
5: I will say, like... I've spent a lot of time in the passion in the past few years. Like so if you guys don't have a passion bible, like I hands down recommend it. Um just because like especially when you're going through seasons like I want to feel God's heart. Like it just brings the emotion and everything within isn't it through the Greek and the Hebrew, like, mm-hmm. that you don't get in, like, the King James? And and it's just such an amazing way to, like, truly hear and feel God's heart in his words. And so um, I'll pick that up when I want, like, dig into something else that I'm just, like, I just want to feel more of God versus just, like, learning his word. Like, that's always a really great place to go to as well. So I love Pastor and It uses it all the time. I'm like, it's my favorite. mm mm-hmm. Well, and I'd say, like, social media, like things pastors recommend,
3: like other women in this church that they've learned a lot of that you know is grounded solidly in the Word and it's not purely based on, like, opinions and life experiences. I mean, you can definitely find those. Did the batteries die out It's really random. It got really quiet all of a sudden. Maybe it moved. Anyway, so yeah, I definitely lean on a lot of like recommendations through pastors and other women in the church, but it has to be like grounded solidly in the Word because if you're going and you speak for 45 minutes, a pastor speaks for 45 minutes, or or whoever the book writer is, and they haven't even referenced Jesus or any scripture or anything. Then yeah, I'm gonna be suspect of that too, for sure, for sure, for sure. And it I'm going to be sus. I'm going to use that one. I'm going to add that to my vocabulary now. (laughs)
4: Elise, come on, man.
3: (laughs) Okay, so how about, like, busy mom life, working life? Like, everybody's in different seasons as far as, you know, kids, no kids, grandma season. Like, how do you find time to study or, like... How do you keep the word around? Like mine's just always next to my side of the couch. <laughs> Give me my microphone.
5: I'm—I'll um, be honest. We make the time for what's important to us. So, um, I am up by 4:30 at the latest five every morning to get in a workout and to put in my 25 minutes of the Bible study. Just because I know if I don't do it, it's not happening. And so I just made that determination this past year that like no matter what, those are my top priorities. They're happening first thing. And so I do burn the candle at both ends. I will admit most of the times I don't get to bed till like 11 and then I'm up by like 430 and I hate myself later, but it's fine. (laughs) But I feel so good because I started the day doing the things that are important to me that God told me that. That You know, I should honor. And so we make the time for what is important to us.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's the same. You know, with mine, I got five kids, usually six kids sometimes. And um, it's just finding that time in the day. Or, you know, I, sometimes I just tell my kids, we're going to learn today and you're going to be part of the study. And I show them how to do it or they get to listen to Leviticus, and I'm like, listen again. Didn't you hear this yesterday? Anyway, but, you know. Because <laughs> Moses is going to repeat it again Here's Moses, you. okay? Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, I think that that, too, my children, that's an awesome thing to do, even though it's probably pretty boring, I, you know, or if we listen to a pastor together. But that's what's going on in our life, in our house. So, you know, I'm, I like bluey for sometimes, but usually it's, that's what we're doing. And, and when that's done, then we can move on with the day and do other things. But, you know, I don't necessarily push to get everything else done in the morning. It's more like, you know, I get my coffee, I get my breakfast, I drop whoever's going to school at the school, and then everybody else who's at home, that's what we do when we get home. We we open the word or we do, and it, and it's just that part of my day that that's when it gets done. And it's just that's that's like what what Elise was saying. That's the priority right then. Mm-hmm. And you know I I carve out a piece of my day for it, and that's when I do it. That's it.
3: I I, I need to take a leaf out of y'all's book definitely. But I I think we find that too. Like we find that example for how to operate our lives and that, like the heroes of the faith, like God was walking with them. Like they didn't have a choice, but to have Mm -hmm. God with them through every bit of their day and the word and, and all that. So I need to focus more on that myself most days. Yeah. And
4: I mean, it's seasonal. Yeah. You know, you're not always, sometimes you're going to have a lot more time. And then those seasons I, you know, drink it in and then when I have seasons that it's just not realistic I give myself a little bit of grace there and go you know what it's okay Jesus still loves me we're going to still make it <laughs> you know and that's and you know I try to still I still want it to be priority I'm not saying drop your priorities but also if you got to shorten it to 20 minutes you got to shorten it to 10 minutes mm-hmm. you're okay it's alright it's chill We're all going to be fine. And, you know, that's just kind of how, that's just how I am about it. I don't, and I've, and I don't have much conviction on that. If you get conviction on that, don't do it, you know, do whatever he tells you to do. But that's where he's kind of, he gives me a lot of, a lot of grace. He's a very grace giving type. And he knows, he sees what went down. (laughs) He knows, and that's okay. It's okay to have that. And you know, there's sometimes that I'll lean on my sisters that I'm like, oh man, I'm really dry. Like, what are you looking at? What are you thinking about? What are you learning? And that's awesome too, because then you can grow in with your family as well and learn what they're learning. And that's, that can sometimes bring you out of a dry snap.
3: So I saw a trick like, for memorizing verses. It's so, well, it, start, it started out as, like, if you wanted to get a tattoo, that you put, like, a picture of it on your bathroom mirror, and you look at it for a year before you commit to getting the tattoo. Because if you're sick of it after a year, you're not going to get the tattoo, right? <laughs> you should have done that. <laughs> so that's, that was the thought that came to mind, but it was more for, like, scripture memorization. Because I feel like I don't know... <laughs> the addresses of different scriptures, I'm like, it's somewhere in the Psalms, you know, or I think it was Corinthians, but like a memorization trick, like put it on your mirror like that. <laughs>
4: That's awesome. You just threw yourself under
3: the bus. <laughs> no, no. It's okay. And so
4: I get to the studio and I'm like, yeah, I'll have that.
3: Pick one off the wall. What tattoo are you gonna get? I'm not getting a tattoo. Oh. It was just, a, it was just yeah. like a, a thing that I saw a long time ago when I thought that I wanted another tattoo and never uh, committed to it.
4: I see. Yeah.
3: Well, good for you. Mm-hmm. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it was more for like the the verse memorization trick more than anything, like keeping the word like on your path as you walk by every day, so that it's right there. Uh,
4: I've heard a lot of people doing this like verse memorization and memorizing like full books of the Bible. Wow. Actually, I, what is that? Let's look up this thing that this guy was talking about. It was like a website that he teaches you how to memorize the entire, like an entire book. Oh. not blood of Jesus I don't know I just I think it's it's just new it's New King James it's not like the house it's a Bible memory goal dot com and you can learn to I just looked that up actually like two days ago but because somebody was talking about it but it's you can it apparently works pretty good well.
3: it's a new tool there you go for sure So concordance, different versions of the Bible. Is there like an app or anything? Like I like the U version Bible act for the devotionals. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have to silence the notifications because I'm like, I'll do it later. (laughs) (laughs) But like any other apps or tools or anything that you use or, um,
5: I just used the Bible app. I did download the Blue Light Bible. I haven't used it yet, but I'm like, yes, I have it.
4: It's like the Blue Letter Bible. Blue Letter, yeah. I don't know what the Blue Light Bible no, is. sorry. Might it's the Blue be. Letter. I'm like, you I You should be it. more sus. <laughs> Who knows what that one happening. says. Who
6: knows? <laughs> blue Letter.
4: Dyslexia, yeah. Color Bible. If you got one, let me know, girl. I might need it. I might need to look at your notes, actually, because they look pretty colorful. I can read them. I can read it from here, guys. Bold lettering. <laughs>
5: yeah. One thing cool about the YouVersion app is that you can look up, like, if there's something specific that you're wanting to work through or look through, you can search and you can find plans based on that. And so then there's reading plans. I really like, like, I don't do the book studies as much because I'm like, I would rather read more in the Word versus, like, a bunch of stuff somebody else writes. And so, um, but you can find anything. Like, if you're like, man, I really just want to, like, learn how to attack my finances and approach that biblically or, you know, um, dating, you know, single. So things like that. Like, you can look up any of that stuff in there, and there's guidance in there too of lots of different perspectives and reading the Bible for that.
3: I like the version too because I found the cool tool where you can – on my phone anyway you can click and hold on whatever verse it is and it'll highlight it briefly and then it pulls up a menu for you to highlight it or bookmark it or compare and it'll compare the different versions that you regularly use so if it's new king james or the passion or um, any of those and it'll compare them right there and you can be like oh they use a totally different word in that one and then that's again where that's the hebrew is coming into play and the more emotion comes in to those different translations. I like that for that. Um, I found I was using the Through the Word app so they do more again more book studies like they'll work their way through James from beginning to end chapter by chapter and really break it down. Um, I was using that one for long for a while there too in addition to my my you version app. And then I just have different paper versions also. <laughs> I'll have, like, several of them out
4: on the coffee table. Yeah, I think it's important to have multiple um, translations. And, um, yeah, just finding those, even finding the history of it is so interesting. And um, uh, Rick Renner is really good at telling you kind of the... History and the, this, the culture and the things like that. I know Mm -hmm. that he's a really good teacher with stuff like that and that makes it more, you understand it better because you're like, oh, well yeah, if you're talking to this kind of people, then that makes sense or, oh, that, and it also makes it more relatable because you look at it and you're like, these are just people. Mm -hmm. It, It really, they really were just humans like me. And, you know, and that, I like that when you can look in there and see the humanity Mm -hmm. of, and the reality of humanity through the Bible, as well as Holy Spirit and what he's speaking through these people. And I think that that's a cool way to, to look at things too. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. Knowing the culture and the context and the audience that like, the Hebrew Bible was written for or who Romans was written to or who Corinthians was written to and kind of culturally and historically what they had going on at the time. And God met them right where they were at the same as he comes and meets us right where we're at still with the word as we have it now at our disposal. So that's a really important part. But again, I was just kind of spoon fed things. I didn't know I needed to like know those sorts of things. So that's kind of newer to me in the last 10 years or so. Remembering all of that and trying to just find, like I said, finding Jesus in all of it. Cause it's all one cohesive story. Like it all leads to Jesus. So finding like where was God's heart for his people in this book or and where is Jesus at mm-hmm. in that? Yeah. Super, super, super. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what was, I had another question. Can't remember now. I have to revert to my notes. <laughs> Um anything any cautions for people of like what to I mean you said you're suspect of certain things, like anything you would say Have not I, had to I been stay not to go to?
4: Actually qualified in any of my sus, is that what you're asking?
3: <laughs> yeah. Um I
4: think you know just like I said, when you when you can kind of find the people that you trust and that's You know, you can say, okay, you know, but also have discernment if you're reading through something, if you're listening to something and you're like, um, I don't think that that's right. Do, do the study, look it up for yourself, figure it out. Is this correct? Talk to people who you trust, but do the study for yourself and be like, no, this, this is this, or this is not right. Or you know, sometimes I get really kind of snotty and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's wrong. And then it's, then I'm wrong. Mm. Believe it or not.
2: (laughs) Show me in the
3: Bible where it says that. And then you find and you're like, Oh
4: yeah, it shocks me every time. But anyway, (laughs) it's true. And you know, when you can go through and you can, you know, if you have like a check in your spirit about something, look it up yourself. And, and, I think that it looks so, you look at all these pastors and, and these great teachers and stuff and you're like, man, they know way more than I do, but God is so cool in making his words so easy for even us. And I, I feel like like my mom, she was raised more in, um, Like what you were saying where it's read to them and you're not smart enough to figure out what the word says. So I'm going to tell you what it says and then you're going to just follow it because that's what that's who I am. That's kind of how her church was. And so I'll tell her things and I'm like, yeah, no, actually, this is what it says. And she's like, why would you read that on your own? I'm like. Ah, uh, cause I get, uh, cause I did. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> look at me now. <laughs> I was a little bit rebellious all the way through. Hey, look at me reading my own Bible. But, you know, that's, you can do it. And if you need help, you know, come get one. I'm, I'm totally happy to help you and we'll look it up together and, you know, who knows, what we'll find out. But, you know, it's, it is fun. It's cool to go through your Bible and realize how actual awesome stuff is in there and you'll be like oh my gosh and when you do the whole bible in a year i did the bible in a year a couple couple years and once you can get through that you'll be like oh yeah this matches this over here and this is the old testament and this is the new testament and this is where it all marries together and it's awesome and that is exciting because then when you hear you know somebody talking on a podcast you're like I read that once too. It's right. Super cool. I know where this
3: connects to
4: later. <laughs> just
3: right. Hold oh, your
4: horses, just, and then you can get excited about it too. <laughs>
3: I'm weird. No, it's not weird at all. Like I know right where you're at because, like I said, Torah and like the Old Testament. Totally never thought that I would get excited for all of that, but I'm like, oh my gosh. Joseph, Joshua's the new Moses. Like, yeah. and then like this like awesome pastor, preacher, teacher who heard from God that Moses was for the people. Like Joshua was supposed to be that, but he didn't quite do it. And like God had planned all along for Jesus to be that. Like it never happened again. Like David came close for a little while with some of it, but not all of it. Yeah. So like seeing that and being like, that was the pattern and the outline that God outlined for the people to have. And they didn't get it again until Jesus, and now we get Jesus all the time. Yeah, so I can geek out with it. It's kind of cool. There you go. <laughs> so you're geeking out over your Bible in a year. Yeah. I'm still geeking out over Old Testament Torah. What did you say? You're like you're just kind of all over the place. Where I was God working to, on, you, the on the daily
4: Old Testament prophets. Were you too? And I don't hardly know anything more than when I started, but it's pretty cool. You can read through there and find a couple of things that, you know, you can look at now and be like, Oh, I kind of understand what they're saying. Some of them though, they're like out there, man. I don't know. I'm like, whoa, bro. It's cool like, though. Like translating their visions is out yeah. there. Yeah. Like when you read through and it's just like, I, I want to, I'm kind I want to, I'm so visual. I want to know what like they oh I went into a vision and this is what I saw and there was, you know, all of these wheels and stuff like that and I'm like, why though? <laughs> you know, so I want to see the vision that they saw. Uh-huh. So then, then but I don't, even if I saw it though, would I, <laughs> would I understand it? But it's just, it's so interesting to me because then you can really do a, a good word study on there and, and just kind of like try to piece it together. It's like a really weird puzzle. Yeah. No, I get that. I get so that's kind of, I don't know, I'm stuck on just a couple verses and I'm like, I'm there for a long time. You're spinning trying to, your wheels. Trying yeah, to just trying to be like, and then they'll go back into it and they're like, yeah, and there's wheels again. I'm like, not the wheels again. But you know, <laughs> that's how I feel
3: about it. I understand what you're saying though, because in the the Bible project, one of the verses where it talks about Moses's face shone like it was radiant. Mm-hmm. Well the guy was talking about in the Hebrew Bible, whatever the Hebrew word was for like the rays of light and radiance off of Moses's face. Like the Hebrew word was horns. And when he read it, it was like, wait, Moses sprouted horns. Like, what is this? And it wasn't actually that he sprouted horns, but it was like trying to talk about like the rays of light that you would see like off of his head. But the Hebrew word was horns. And he's like, what the heck? But just, yeah, they didn't have any other way to describe it but that. Yeah, where we have radiance, they have horns. <laughs> so, like those word studies, they can, <laughs> yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if they're translating their visions in that way, I can see where that would get kind of yeah, and, it's, and, and weird. it's
4: visions and prophecy. So that adds a lot of stuff to it, where it,
3: you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's kind of where I've been.
7: Yeah,
3: very cool. Did anybody else have any questions or anybody else geeking out on anything and you want to totally share it and say like, oh my gosh, you got to go read this book or something that was life changing for you ladies that you want to share or anything like that?
2: His, like, uh-huh. time. and I know it's a TV show and I should have known this but watching The Chosen and I know everything's not 100% accurate but it has made me look at the disciples in a very different way than I've ever pictured and I think for me I still feel like a new Christian myself and seeing the disciples and even Jesus as like People Mm -hmm. that aren't. And I've read, you know, I've read Luke, I've read Mark, I've read John, but still reading it, I, reading it, I have a hard time picturing them like me. Mm -hmm. You know, I like they're so holy. And seeing even Jesus in that show, it's kind of opened my eyes to like, wow, he actually like is funny Mm -hmm. and was. I mean, he wasn't normal. But just seeing the disciples even, I'm like, wow, we're kinda like Seven Peter a little bit. We should probably work on that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just kind of changed it for me in the season I'm in. Yeah. And then it makes me excited to go back and yeah. reread those books mm-hmm. in the Bible and be like, Oh, I can to this a lot more now. Yeah.
3: Relatably yeah. human yeah, like, characteristics yeah. of the disciples and, and
2: everyone there. Marcus.
3: Yeah, I feel like that's partly from our culture too. Like I would have the same thought, but that's a lot with like your celebrities and you just see them as like these people that you'll never meet and they're, they're fancy and they live this fancy life. And not that Jesus was a celebrity or anything, but kind of on a pedestal that way. So I think that's part of our culture. We kind of relate them as the untouchables or
4: yeah, I think that that's, I th- like, what you're saying is when you look through there and you realize, like, Saul was, you know, educated all the way through Judaism. That's all he knew. And then he, you know, he has this radical conversion to Paul, and he's called to the Gentiles that he doesn't know anything about. <laughs> so it just, it's one of those where you read through those books and you can almost feel like, Oh, man, I've i been there where you're like, why am I called here? Like, what am I doing here? This is ridiculous. I don't have any strengths here. But seeing how God is their strength when they're called into where they're weak. And seeing, you know, just watching their stories unfold is just so cool. Like what you're saying, just, you know, watching those personality types and stuff where you're we all we all know and we <laughs> Hey, I got a little bit of that <laughs> here in there. <laughs> so, you know, but it is it's once you start getting into it and you feel like I can do this and I'm, you know, I, it's just normal people who wrote from the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to us normal people who have the Holy Spirit. You'll be able to do it and it's really not as daunting as as it seems.
3: And not put, trying to put Christy on the spot, but I know she wanted to kind of refer back to, um, the, was anybody here when Kate Cody Adams did the Mary and Martha study and, and all that, like that was mind blowing for me. And I know Christy wanted to kind of refer back to that. So can I hand that off to you to kind of explain?
7: So I would like to put that link of that. Um, I'm going to set this down. Sorry. I would like to put that link on Facebook. We talked about it. So I think we'll link that up on Facebook Cody does a kind of study that is the technical term for it. I feel like tall. The technical, I'm like, this is Lynette land every day. uh Cody does, uh, Cody does it, it's technically um, called apologetics and she breaks everything down into the historical and scientific facts and I don't know that she studies this way all the time but when you talk to her it seems like she studies that way all the time she was going to be here tonight and couldn't couldn't be here but um, so I would like to link that on the are all you guys part of the N3C women page because we're going to access that and use that a lot here coming up Shortly, but I would like to put that back up on that page so you can listen to it because, I mean, she had so many. I, you want to call them one-liners out of that? Bethany was a leper colony. Okay, who knew? Yeah, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like, it was a town for the sick, and so, and there's a lot of assumptions. I mean, you don't know. But if Bethany's a leper colony, did Lazarus die from leprosy? Like. So that's how she studies, and it's very, I, I love listening to her talk. So we're going to link that up um, for starters. But uh, does anybody really for real have any questions about anything? It's. It doesn't matter how you study, study however you want, just study,
6: mm-hmm.
7: right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Second, no, Hebrews? See, I should study more. Um, somewhere. It says that the word is like a double edged sword
3: sharper than any two-edged sword. So, yeah, yeah, sharper
7: than, is that Hebrews, Hebrews 4.12. 12. Okay, it says the word is sharper than any two-edged sword, and I studied that out. Is that right? Are we right? I studied that out, and when you look back at that, there are some people that say that the two, double, the two-edged sword is God's word sharpening one side, but when we learn the word, and we can teach other people equipping the saints, right? When we can teach other people, that sharpens the other edge of the sword. So that's what makes the double-edged sword Mm
4: -hmm.
7: who knew Mm -hmm. i didn't know that till last week so but it makes sense Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. huh right Mm -hmm. right do you have anything like you know you're the you're the teacher apostle that we follow do you have anything you would like to add
8: rick renner rick Mm renner yeah the sparkling gems of the greek we have a couple of those in the bookstore it goes through each day you get a word in greek and he just really expounds it out rick renner is a phenomenal teacher and he does a lot of apologetic type uh teaching but you don't know that you're doing something technical because he makes it super interesting Mm -hmm. and uh I look at a book, and honestly, I bought a book one time because I liked the cover. But I looked, <laughs> looked at the people who had written the people who. What do you call that? The people that write to say, "Hey, you should read this book." The, like a a critic, or did the, uh, the, the, the like in the beginning of the book the the forward and the intro that, and yes, so all the people who write the. The complimentary thing that you should read this book, yeah. then I read those uh-huh. and I see who, like if Bill Johnson wrote and then Mahesh Shabda has written a thing in there, I'm like, okay, well, he would be a good author to read. So I, mm-hmm. I look at that as well, mm-hmm. but you know, everything they said, that's awesome. What you guys said. Yay.
7: Yay team. <laughs> Yay team. Yay team. Um, like uh, when Elise was talking, it hit me, um, about how, you know, you make time for what's important, right? So it, my word for the year was equipping. And so I studied that out in a lot of different ways. And, and the, the statement I have come up with that goes along with that, that is if you want to leave a, leave a legacy, you're going to have to be a legend. So to do that, you got to get up at 4.30 in the morning. you got to find a way to do what's important to you. So if your faith is important to you, and do I do it every day? No, some days I sleep, to be honest. I'm tired. (laughs) I sleep. But then you got to figure out how to work it in, you know. So those kind of things and studying your Bible... Those are, those are what leave that legacy for the people that, the little people. You know, I became a grandma this year and a lot of things became very real with that because I was like, oh no, I'm kind of a jack wagon. (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing? (laughs) Like, uh, what are they gonna say about her, you know, what's she gonna say about her grandma? Yeah, nice boots. Like that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> hey, my granny had good shoes. Yeah, okay. Now. <laughs> so, that being said, do you guys have anything else you want to say cuz if not, I'm going to get all excited about what we got coming up. Do it. Go for it. Okay. So, we have some things coming up. Um my equipping, right? <laughs> So you get to live in Christy land a little bit because somebody gave me a mic. So Bible study, or maybe I took it. I don't know. Whatever. That's, we'll talk about that later. Um, I've been doing a Bible study for the last few years. So we're going to change that up this year. Um, a lot of people are just busy, and so we're going to try it. We're just going to try it different. So uh, Ashley Martinez actually recommended this to me, and some of you guys will recognize the cover of these books. You've been doing these studies. This is the study we're going to do. We're going to do it um, online, per se. Um, so you go get your book. We're going to launch it the middle of February, um, so you have time to get your book. I'll put a link up on the on N3C Women of where to get the book. It's like twelve or fifteen dollars. Takes a week to get. And what we're going to do? There's thirty lessons in here. It's on the Book of Acts. So, and I chose Acts because of equipping. I think in order to equip ourselves, we have to understand what Jesus did when he was here. So, Acts shows you and talks about what Jesus did. It's the healings. It's the miracles, deliverance. It's how Jesus walked. It's it's the Acts. So, um, we're going to do Acts. We're going to start at the middle of February. And what's going to happen is once a week, there will be a video from a different woman that tells you what that week kind of looked like for her and how she studied it. So we're going to continue to learn different ways of how to study things out which excites me a lot. I hope it excites you. Um, and then we will use that thread with the video to ask questions, to talk about it, whatever that looks like. Um, and we're going to try that. And at the end, I think... Uh, well, at the end, for sure, we're going to all get together and have like a little potluck and just talk about what we learned and how we can apply those moving forward. Because at the end of the day, Jesus says that we will do greater things than him. So all of the acts we are going to learn, we can do. And I think that's something we need to learn and realize and equip ourselves for. And that's part of what the study is going to teach us. Um, any questions on that? Um, if you'll give me your, um, if you're, everybody in here was on Facebook though, right? Okay, so for the people that are not on Facebook, I'm going to try to be able to email those videos to them. So if you have friends that want to do it, anybody that wants to do it can do it. They just need to be a part of it, N3C Women unless they're anti-Facebook. And we'll kind of skirt around that through email if we can. Um, so that's coming up. February meeting is food drive. So pantry staples, um, snacks for kids. Ashley Martinez again um, has is starting a, a food pantry here, and I was going to, we were doing the food pant, we were doing a food drive anyway in February, and I was going to take it to Weld County Food Bank, but it's not that I don't like Weld County Food Bank, but I think if we're going to do a food drive and we're starting a food pantry, then we should supply that. So for the February meeting, bring your friends and tell them to bring their canned goods, because we're going to stock her up and get her ready to go for that. And then March meeting um, is clean out your closet. I um, know a gal that has spring cleaning. We all have it, right? Turn the hanger backwards. If you haven't worn in a year, get rid of it, right? Isn't that the old thing we all used to? I I don't know. Maybe I'm the old person. that (laughs) That's what they used to say. They used to say at the beginning of the year, turn your hangers backwards. And if at the end of the year that sucker's not turned around, you don't wear that. Oh, see, I I can't do that because mine are all (laughs) color-coordinated. Weird. But okay. Um, So March is going to be Clean Out Your Closet. I happen to know a gal that um, has a 5013C that's called Helping Hands. And what she does is she takes clothes donations. And then um, she goes to high schools or wherever women's groups, and if those women need to shop, um, she has some, um, you know, like scrubs. She has whatever people will donate, but if people are in need and they need to go shopping, they get to go in her trailer and and shop. So, and it's called Helping Hands. Um, So she'll be here in March with her trailer, and you can bring all the donations you would like, and she would love to have them. And she's going to give us just, you know, a few minutes of her heart for that, too. Is that it? What did I forget? I told you not to let me forget.
2: I know that
3: university
7: starting up Yeah, we it, just other things to be involved in. Um, the financial piece is coming up. Rooted has rooted already started. Okay, so rooted is going on financial piece. Um, the financial piece. Does anybody else have anything that, um, here's something that's really on my heart It is, I want everyone that's ever in this room to be able to say, Hey, I have an idea. Hey, can we do this? Hey, can we, whatever, you know what I mean? If, if you, if you want to. My food drive, whatever, I don't know what to say, but never, I, never do I want anybody to think, oh well I had an idea but I didn't share it. You know, so if anybody ever has anything they want to try or do or anything, call us, write us, snail mail us, whatever. That's, that's all (laughs) good. Right, right. You know what I mean? Chances are we're going to go, okay, we're going to help you figure that out. But we are going to help you figure that out. So I heard this. I want to tell you one more thing that come across my plate, I don't know, two months ago or something. And it goes with the equipping and the training and all the things that that I think a lot of us are focused on, the learning more and the study, it it is, my destiny is going from earth to heaven, but my assignment is to bring heaven to earth. My destiny is going from earth to heaven. My assignment is bringing heaven to earth. I should post that on Facebook. Okay. I will. But, um... <laughs> um... I think that's it for tonight. I'm so glad you came. I hope we were helpful in some way. And I hope you were helpful right back to us in some way as the day goes on. So um, we learn from you as much as you learn from us. And, again, if you ever have any questions, any of these ladies would be more than happy to talk to you about anything for anything. Shelby, you want to pray us out?
3: Father God, thank you so much for just every lady that was able to join with us here tonight and every lady that will be listening to this message anytime in the future. God, we just pray that you would be ever present in her life and that your word um, would just be on on her path, whether it's on her bathroom mirror, on her side table, or a podcast as she drives down the road. Lord, just be ever present um, with your Holy Spirit, with every, every woman who we interact with and help us to just go out and keep your word as a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet and just help us to um, just touch everyone with your love everywhere we go. In Jesus' name, amen.